Patriots fans, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots Podcast. Foxborough faithful and welcome to third and equal phase Tuesday here on the Lockdown Patriots podcast your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions the New England Patriots today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar Built Bar is a delicious protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code locked on to get ten dollars off your first order Patriots Nation, thank you for joining me to kick off another week here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Of course, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback. Always welcomed and greatly appreciated. Feel free to share that feedback with me anytime by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And of course, while you're out there traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And yes, folks, you heard correctly. Today is third and equal phase Tuesday here on the pod. And I know you're all thinking, what does he mean by that? Maybe he's a little rusty from that unexpected day off yesterday. I assure you folks, no. Because as you know, we've been doing positional depth chart breakdowns for the better part of two weeks now here on the pod. And most of those have been dedicated either to offensive positions or defensive positions. But being the great football fans that you are, you know that there are three phases to football, and that includes special teams. We've talked a lot about special teams when it comes to the various contributions by each of the positions. We haven't dedicated a lot of time exclusively to special teams. Well, that ends today as we close out positional depth chart breakdowns as we discuss core special teamers like the captain himself, Matthew Slater, Justin Bethel, Adrian Phillips, Cody Davis, and of course the legs of the team, punter Jake Bailey and rookie kicker Justin Warwasser. And joining me here to break it all down is one of the better minds when it comes to Patriot special teams, and that is my good friend, columnist extraordinaire Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com is my guest today. And Steve and I will discuss Matthew Slater, Justin Bethel, Jake Bailey, even the departure of former special teams coordinator Joe Judge. What impact will that have on the Patriot special teams? So sit tight, folks, and action-packed episode as we prepare to absorb this special teams wisdom and counsel of Steve Balistrieri himself right here on third and equal phase Tuesday on the Locked On Patriots podcast. But before Steve joins me here for a little special teams discussion, we received yet another reminder from the NFL that business is indeed about to pick up. And according to a memo sent to all 32 NFL teams, the NFL has set guidelines and parameters in place to prepare for a return to action in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, it still appears that teams are not going to officially report until training camp. We might see some players return as soon as June 26th, according to NFL.com, and those are for reasons like physicals or even for business reasons like contract negotiations. Now, the one thing that struck me as being the most difficult from all of the NFL's guidelines 
will be the team's mandate to incorporate physical distancing throughout their training spaces. Folks, I'm not going to lie, this might be a challenge. Bringing 90 players into training camp, that's a tall enough task. But with these guidelines in place, they're going to have to spread players out even further. Locker rooms have to be configured to allow six feet of space in between lockers. The Gillette Stadium locker room is nice, folks, but it does not have that kind of room to accommodate that amount of players. So that does bring cause for concern, and I've even seen a few media members, including Mike DeSalt of Patriots.com, that have speculated the Patriots might look to their practice bubble to incorporate more room. Whether they do so is still a matter of speculation, but they definitely have to adhere to these measures. The NFL is also calling for the use of face masks, extensive cleaning, and controlled access to various parts of the facility. All teams are going to be required to certify that they've met these guidelines, and perhaps most importantly, each NFL team will have to submit to an infectious disease plan. And that will include strict adherence to guidelines when it comes to testing, team travel, and perhaps of the highest concern, the process for a positive test and what that might mean for all parties involved. So again, still a lot of information to come, a lot of questions to be answered, folks, but they're slowly putting the pieces into place to move forward with the season. Yesterday, across the NFL, a lot of coaching staff started to re-enter their buildings. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots taking a wait-and-see approach. They've advised their players and the members of their staff not to report until training camp or very close to it. Now, I do give Bill and the Patriots Brain Trust some credit for taking the players' safety and the safety of their staff under account here. I know the benefits of having that in-person synergy, not just on the field, but also in the front office, is a very important part of building a team. But the phrase that's bandied about a lot here in sports is uncharted territory. And folks, I hate to say it, it's very applicable in this case professional sports as it exists in this present day has never been through a pandemic like this. And I think all sides are just trying to do what's best for the health, the safety, and well-being of NFL team staff and their players. Like most of us, I expect that these guidelines will evolve as we learn more about the pandemic, the nature in which the virus can be spread during athletic competition, and the best way to keep athletes, coaches, and team staff healthy and limit exposure as best we possibly can. As for the time that the players are missing on the field, yes, it will be a detriment, especially to rookies and new players that are coming in attempting to learn a new system. I think bubble-free agents and rookies are facing the toughest test that they've had in quite some time to be able to crack an NFL roster because of that. But make no mistake about it, folks. The players are putting in their work, and that includes your New England Patriots. We saw quite prominently in media coverage last week that Jarrett Stidham, the presumed new man under center for the New England Patriots, has been holding informal throwing sessions with wide receivers like Julian Edelman, Demir Bird, and Gunnar Rochelski, just to name a few. That's right, folks, you heard correctly. Jarrett Stidham is making that man a gunner, and I'm loving every minute of it. But in all seriousness, this is an excellent way for Jarrett to come together with his teammates, show a great deal of leadership, and most importantly, be able to build relationships on the field with some of his most valued receivers. Those types of relationships are going to be so vital in Jarrett being able to lead this team this year, and they'll directly correlate to his success or lack thereof on the field. After all, you have to believe that Jarrett saw Tom Brady do this last year and knows that this has been a very common practice for him throughout his entire career. We're watching him do it down in Tampa Bay. And as painful as it might be to watch Tom practicing with his new Tampa Bay Buccaneer teammates, like I said before, makes me want to hide under my buckin' hat, Stidham knows that this is the best way for him to attempt to fill the shoes left behind by the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. And folks, continuing to support Tom Brady does not make you any less of a Patriots fan. Unless Tom and the Buccaneers are facing off against your beloved New England Patriots, I know there's still a large percentage of you out there that want to see Tom do well. After all, how can you possibly look back at the 
the last 20 years of excellence in New England with anything but fond memories. Well, folks, I have great news for you because our friends at Nyko Sports have an amazing football commemorating the GOAT, Tom Brady. And, folks, I can tell you that this is one of the most amazing pieces of memorabilia to commemorate Tom Brady's 20-year career as the quarterback for our beloved Patriots. This is a full-size, fully embossed football and is a limited edition for this year only, 2020. And portions of the proceeds are donated to the New England Patriots Charitable Foundation. So your purchase helps donate to a worthwhile cause. And the football that you'll receive as a result is absolutely beautiful. It includes two embossed images of Tom Brady with all of the logos of the six Super Bowl championships that he won here in New England. The panels include all of Brady's career records and his stats for every year of his amazing 20-year career. But I haven't even gotten to the best point yet. This football is only $99 and it would make a great Father's Day gift. If your dad is your GOAT and a fan of the GOAT, what better way to say Happy Father's Day than to present him with the gift that honors the NFL's GOAT each and every day of the year. Folks, the football is on pre-sale, so you have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away to reserve your football and receive a gift flyer, so that way you can let Dad know that the most beautiful football in his collection is on its way. At this price, these footballs are selling like crazy, so call now. That number is 1-800-345-2868. Or you can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, and make sure to mention the Locked On Patriots podcast. The New England Patriots are all about securing the football. So do your part and secure this football, a beautiful tribute to the GOAT Tom Brady. Don't delay. Do it today. Patriots fans, positional depth chart analysis concludes here on Locked On Patriots, and we've saved some of the best for last. And that is because my guest today is one of the best and most knowledgeable columnists that you can find in Patriots media. You know his great work from PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and one Patriots place with our great mutual friend, the green man himself, Thomas Murphy. He is my paisan. Steve Balistrieri joins me today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. And uh, as always, you, you're the only guy that make me, can make me blush on the phone with all those nice compliments. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that a lot. I assure you, my introductions are not fluff, folks. They are, they are sincere. They come from the heart. And most of all, when it comes to guys like this on the other end of the microphone right now, Steve's one not only one of the true best in the business of what he does, but he's one of the true great guys. And it's always my honor to share the microphone with you, bud. And today, my friend, we are going to get into some special teams. And Steve, the Patriots are one of the best teams in the NFL at utilizing the prowess of special teams. And a lot of that has been due to the coaching style of Bill Belichick, but also having competent minds in charge of the Patriots' third phase. And they've made it an equal phase in all aspects of football. Obviously, it's going to be a different feel this year. Uh, former special teams coach Joe Judge, as we all know, is now the head coach of the New York football giants down in the Meadowlands. Steve, before we get into the heart of the Patriots' depth chart on special teams, I've always said that these units always seem to be in the right place at the right time. That isn't by happenstance. It's by design, folks. But in your opinion, how do you believe the loss of Joe Judge will affect the Patriots' special teams' preparedness on the field this year? Well, I think anytime you lose a coordinator, you, you lose a lot of experience and you're losing a guy who 
you know, as I'm sure you agree, we both watched, you know, during training camp, we, we get to see him up close, you right. know, watch how he does things. And, you know, the, we were kind of lucky in that special teams were right close to where we were sitting. So we always get a front view seat. I thought Joe, Joe Judge was a great coach. I thought that, uh, you know, the players related to him very, very well. And he, I think it's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, I agree. I think what Judge brought to the table was that ability to prepare these guys to be in the right spot at the right time. And I know I say that a lot, folks, but it really is by design in New England. New England Patriots always seem to be in the right position to be able to recover a loose ball, to make a quick tackle, uh, to knock the ball loose and create a turnover. These are things on special teams that are so coveted by so many NFL teams, and the Patriots make it look easy. It isn't easy, and Joe Judge was a big part of that. I do like the fact that they've maintained some continuity on the coaching staff. The Patriots promote within, and that's not arrogance, folks. I've actually seen some, um, not really Patriots fans, but I've seen some some outside, um, some some outside observers. I think is a better choice of word, Steve, to use there. Um, say that it's arrogance on the Patriots' part that they just want to promote from within. No, folks, they do this because there is an intricate way of doing business in Foxborough, and the Patriots perfect that to the point where people that are in the system are best equipped to be able to take over and be able to lead when others move on. We've seen them do it so many times. And it usually works without a hitch. And that's really because the way that they prepare their understudies is so vital in the way that they're able to do business. So I agree with you. I think the loss of Joe Judge is going to affect them. But I think the Patriots will be well equipped to be able to handle that because they have the people in place that will be able to add something to the special teams. And Steve, a lot of that comes from the players on the field. And we cannot have in good conscience, a discussion about Patriot special teams before we actually bring up the core special teamer, their captain, Matthew Slater. And Slater's contributions speak for themselves. He's not only an emotional leader, not only a spiritual leader in the locker room, but he's a true logistical leader on the field. He's one of the most talented on-field special teamers in the NFL, maybe even in NFL history, especially with the departure of Tom Brady this year. Do you think this could be Slater's most important year, both off the field and on? Because I think he's going to be called upon not just to be a leader in the locker room and a leader on this franchise, vocally uh, bringing the team together, but I also think he's going to be called upon this year on the field to really cultivate the skills of guys like Justin Bethel, Adrian Phillips, and even Cody Davis if they make the roster. How vital is uh, Matthew Slater to the success of the team this year? I think Slater's always been a huge part of their success. When when you look at it, I think, you know, he's kind of like their – I think you mentioned it perfectly. He's kind of like their spiritual leader off the field in a locker room. You know, he's like one of the most respected voices in there. I think he's going to – I think you can make the argument that he's a Hall of Fame player for special teams. Whether or not he'll ever make it, I don't know. But, I mean, when you look at him, uh, you know – Year in, year out, he's just that that guy who makes huge plays. You know, it's funny. I was watching the Super Bowl, uh, the one against the Rams. Um, the other night, I was flipping through the dial, was on. And just as I turned it on, you know, Matthew Slater's down in the ball at the six-yard line. And it's not a coincidence. He's been doing that his entire career. I think this year, you know, you mentioned, you know, in the locker room, I think he's going to be more of a public 
spokesman this year as well because, you know, they've lost Tom Brady. Uh, you know, their, their special teams have actually taken quite a bit of, of big losses. They lost Joe Judge, as you mentioned earlier. They lost uh, Stephen Goskowski, who was with the team for 14 years, and right. And with, you know, with Slater, you know, always having a big role, I think he not only is he going to step it up on the field and in the locker room, but I think he's going to be one of the more public voices when they need something to be said out there. And I think, you know, because he's a guy that all the players respect greatly. Absolutely. Could not have said it better myself. And I do believe his role this year is compounded in terms of the impact that he's going to have on these players. Again, no one is ever going to question the spiritual leadership, the emotional leadership, the moral leadership that Matthew Slater is able to provide. I've had the opportunity to speak one-on-one with Matthew, one of the classiest, one of the most genuine, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in professional sports. But the one thing that always struck me about him is he never stops trying to improve on the field. And he takes a great pride in being one of the best special teamers in, in the league. It's not just about the spiritual aspect with him, which is a big, big part of it, but it's also about his logistics on the field. And you mentioned the loss of guys like Nate Ebner, who we haven't mentioned that much so far in this podcast. It's going to be interesting to see with guys like Justin Bethel, who only had one year here last year in New England. I fully believe his special team's prowess will earn him a spot on the roster this year, but he's going to have to fight for it. Another um, you know, couple of acquisitions that they've made this year are Adrian Phillips, Cody Davis. I think either one of these guys, maybe even both, can come in and fill that Nate Ebner role at the time. I covered Adrian uh, when he was in uh, Los Angeles and San Diego, and I can tell you he is one of those guys that's all over the field. He knows his role. He does his job well. He's going to fit like a hand in glove with the Patriots special teams unit, and I like what I see out of Davis more and more the more I watch him in film that I've seen when he was with the Rams and, of course, with the Jaguars. So this could be an interesting year for Slater. Uh, Guys that I think they brought in to help shore up that special teams is a true Patriot move, and I like a lot of the additions that they've brought to the table this year. You, uh, I, you know, when it came to special teams, guys, um, you know, we, we know what Adrian Phillips brings to the table. We've seen that, you know, when he played with the Chargers, but I thought the addition of Corey Davis, you know, uh, he's listed as a safety, kind of like Nate Ebner was, yeah. but he's not really a much of a safety. He's been a, just a core special teams guy. And I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. I think either one of those guys, um, you know, uh, Phillips or uh, Davis could fulfill that Nate Ebner role. And, you know, that was something that uh, Matthew Slater, who we just talked about, mentioned that they were really going to miss that role because a lot of what Ebner did doesn't show up on the, you know, maybe on the score sheet per se, um, because he did so many small things well in the special teams game. And, um, you know, Slater mentioned he was going to miss him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in a lot of ways, with that type of void that Ebner is leaving behind, you're going to look to guys like Phillips and guys like Davis. And I think Davis has a really good shot at filling that Ebner role, maybe even more full-time than Adrian Phillips does. Phillips is kind of a chameleon. He can do so much more. But the more film I watch on Davis, he has that savvy that knack to be in that spot that Nate Ebner occupied so gallantly and so well for all these years here in New England. So again, Steve, amazing analysis and Steve, we've talked about the reliability of the Patriots special teams through the present day, but several new faces, younger faces, 
Those are the ones that are going to be carrying the torch this year in Foxborough. When the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, folks, Steve Balistrieri and I will discuss the core special teams contributors in the kicking game, including incumbent punter Jake Bailey and rookie kicker Justin Rohrwasser. All this and more as we continue our look into the era of dominant play on Patriots special teams for the past 20 years. And speaking of dominance, who was more dominant for the past 20 years for the New England Patriots than the GOAT himself, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr.? And again, folks, I'm looking at the commemorative Tom Brady football saluting his amazing 20-year run with the Patriots, arguably the greatest 20-year run in the history of the NFL. And again, folks, you can only find this amazing one and only Tom Brady football at Nyko Sports. The football is fully embossed, and it is absolutely a beautiful piece of work, folks. Panel 1 has an action shot of Tom with six Super Bowl championship logos. Panel 2, a second action shot with Brady's NFL records and his career highlights. And Panel 3 is a dream come true for all of you stats fans out there. It has a year-by-year breakdown of games, yards, and touchdowns, including the playoffs and Super Bowls. This is a Nyko Sports exclusive football, folks, and a limited edition of only 2020. That's right, 2020, 2020 of them. And the best part is, it's just $99. Proceeds are being donated to the New England Patriots Charitable Foundation. So call now at 1-800-345-2868. That number is 1-800-345-2868. And you can also order online at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. And make sure you mention the Locked On Patriots podcast. Do not miss the opportunity to own this one-of-a-kind limited edition Tom Brady football. It will be your greatest piece of sports memorabilia ever. Patriots fans, my good friend and paisan, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, joins me here today on Locked On Patriots. And Steve, the Patriots have enjoyed a sustained success at the kicking position for quite a while. That's large in part due to the contributions of Adam Vinatieri and a man that you mentioned earlier, the Patriots' most recent former kicker, Stephen Gostowski. This year, the Patriots turned their attention to a rookie, and that is fifth-round selection Justin Rohrwasser. Now, there have been some off-the-field concerns there, and I know Justin and the Patriots have both addressed this, but they may need to address it further. But leaving that aside for a second, let's assume Justin is the guy. And by all accounts, folks, it looks like he's going to be. He does come with a great deal of on-field pedigree, especially when it comes to his ability to make big kicks in pressure situations, added to the fact that he doesn't seem to have a problem with doing it in inclement weather. Let's face it, that's a big part of being a successful kicker in Foxborough. You have to be able to deal with the elements. But the Patriots used a fifth-round selection, and there are a lot of Patriots fans and media alike that believe that Rohrwasser could have been had in later rounds or even as an undrafted free agent. In your estimation, Steve, do you believe that the Patriots, A, got their man, the one they targeted, the one they wanted, but to throw a wrench at it, even if they did, do you believe they overpaid for him in terms of draft capital? I don't think they overpaid for him, um, you know, in terms of, like, where they drafted him. Um, you know, um, as we all know, Bill Belichick, when when he uh, comes to player, he doesn't really care where they take him as long as they get their guy where they want him. And obviously the fifth round is where they wanted this guy. Um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it was a little surprising to me. I thought they were going to go after, you know, the kid from Georgia. I think we were all under that impression, but, you know, as usual, Bill zigged when everyone else was zagging and, uh, 
I think they got the, <laughs> the guy that they wanted. Now, obviously, there was a little, you know, uh, issue about his tattoo, but uh, notwithstanding that, as long as this guy makes his kicks in the preseason and wants the game start in earnest, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, I, I know there are strong opinions either way on Roar Wasser, and we've seen that wane a little bit. Given the climate uh, of the the country in the last you know few weeks, you, you have to wonder if that becomes an issue any longer. But putting that aside for just a moment, um, his most memorable kick came on the 53-yarder against Western Kentucky. He made that kick in a clutch situation in the rain, in driving rain, by mind you, and that gave Marshall the 26 to 23 homecoming win that day. I think in a lot of ways, what the Patriots saw in him was cultivated that day. He also had a very impressive workout session. He was one of the very few athletes that actually was able to get a pro day workout in before the COVID-19 pandemic shut everything down. So in a lot of ways, his on-field prowess was on full display, and I think that's why the Patriots went with him in the fifth round. I'm glad we're in agreement that they didn't overpay here. I still hear a lot of Patriots fans say they wasted a fifth-round pick on a kicker that they could have signed as an undrafted free agent. Steve, you and I know Bill Belichick's methods pretty well after studying him and covering him for a number of years. We know that Bill is not worried about what guys like Mel Kuyper or <laughs> Todd McShay or all due respect to these guys. He's not worried about the type of grade that they have on a certain player. If Bill Belichick feels he's investing draft capital wisely, then he's going to do it. He's going to make the move and bring a guy in. And I think that's exactly what he did with, uh, with Rohrwasser. So in a lot of ways, he fits the typical Patriots mold in terms of a kicker that they'll need a guy that can make kicks in clutch situations and a guy that can do it in inclement weather if the off-field stuff does not become an issue and that is addressed or adequately adjudicated by the team then i think they may have a, a very good selection here and someone that can continue that great tradition of patriots kickers and steve that leads me quite nicely into my last question for you today my friend and that is a guy that we got a chance to see up close and personal last year and folks, Steve and I can both tell you from personal experience, some of the punts this guy put up into the air in Foxborough have probably yet to come down. And that is second-year phenom now, Jake Bailey out of Stanford. Bailey had a stellar rookie campaign. I think he really calmed any questions that Pats fans or even some media alike may have had about whether or not they made a mistake by going with him over their former incumbent, Ryan Allen. Bailey's got a huge leg. Again, we have saw him boom punts into orbit when it came to practice when it came to training camp and this kid's capable of doing that but this year especially with a new quarterback like Jarrett Stidham coming in learning the offense the Patriots are going to have to be exact and precise on so much when it comes to defense when it comes to special teams I think that's most effective when it comes to field position and I think Bailey is facing a very big year. I think he's facing a year where he's going to have to be very much on the money when it comes to accuracy. Steve, what type of impact do you believe Jake Bailey is going to have on the Patriots special teams this year? And can he be their secret weapon, especially when the Patriots are trying to forge a new identity on offense? Oh, I think he, his, his role is going to even be more magnified than last year because, you know, with the young quarterback coming in, you, you expect he's going to have some, you know, teething pains, I guess you could say, of learning the offense and finding his feet in the NFL. So, 
you know, they, they may be punting from deeper in their own zone than they're used to doing. And uh, I think, you know, with the kind of leg that we've seen with Jake Bailey, um, you know, he's a guy that can flip field position for them in a, in a heartbeat. And I think that's huge for them. I think his, uh, his leg and his hang time, as, as you and I saw, I mean, he put a couple into the, uh, you know, the flight pattern at Logan Airport, I thought, <laughs> a couple of times last summer. I mean, that, that plays a huge role because not only can he kick the ball a, a great distance, but he's not kicking it in a line drive type thing where it's going to be returnable. It's going to hang up there. It's going to allow guys like Matthew Slater and Adrian Phillips and Cody Davis to get down there and make plays. Justin Bethel, you know, those guys will be right on top of things. And, uh, you know, that's going to really, really help them out. Uh, I think his role this year is even more important than last year. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think the kid's up to the challenge. I mean, we saw him grow last year exponentially. It was never a question about whether or not he had the hang time, whether or not he had the leg. We all saw the videos of when he, uh, you know, kicked for uh, for Stanford and some of the things that he was able to do. He was, you know, phenomenal when it came to that aspect of his game. We knew that was going to be the, uh, you know, the, the bread and butter of what he was bringing to the table. His question was always accuracy, him being able to, uh, you know, fit into the role, being able to put the ball where he needed to, and being able able to make punts in key situations when the Patriots aren't moving the ball you need to make sure to pin the opposite offense back and make sure that they're uh, you know getting the uh, um, you know the, the ball deep within their own territory I think Jake Bailey has the ability to do it who knows there may even be some instances where you may see him line up and maybe take a kick or two this year I know a lot of people roll their eyes when I say that but I watched this kid film in high school when he was making kicks and he was drilling them from uh, from a good point away. What better way for Bill Belichick to be able to get equal value than if a kicker is struggling to be able to, you know, utilize that aspect of the game as well and maybe take a little pressure off a rookie that might have a little undue or extra pressure this year on his shoulders. Not saying it's going to happen, folks. But I'm saying if they need to and you do see Jake Bailey line up in a kick formation, don't swallow your tongue at this point, folks. It might not be as bad as you think it will be. Uh, There's a chance that he may be able to make it and give the Patriots another dimension that we haven't seen in many years. So. Steve, what can I say? I appreciate you coming on and bringing your wisdom and counsel, especially when it comes to the Patriots special teams. It's an area that you have a great amount of expertise in, my friend, and you shared that. And I I do always enjoy being able to talk this aspect of Patriots football with you because it's something we get a chance to talk about not only professionally but also personally when we see each other at Gillette Stadium for, uh, for training camps and practices. So uh, this was a lot of fun, as it always is. Again, folks, you should be following Steve Balistrieri on social media. If you're not, I can't recommend his columns highly enough. They're always informative, always on point, and the analysis is second to none, uh, especially his Sunday columns for PatsFans.com. Those are among my favorites. Our good friend Murph calls them the Sunday paper. I couldn't agree with that more. It's my favorite morning read on a Sunday. Steve, before I let you go today, the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, where can our listeners find you, find your great work, and uh, let us know a little bit about what you're uh, working on right now uh, to uh, whet the appetite of our listeners that can't wait to get more of your great content. <laughs> well, thanks again, Mike. Thanks for having me on. As always, it's a pleasure you know, being on with you and talking football 
Uh, I miss doing that in person. Uh, hopefully, you know, once all this foolishness with the coronavirus is over, we can get together and do that again. Uh, you can find me on patsfans.com. That's where I do all my writing about the Patriots. Um, and on Twitter, at CV7SFG. Um, you know, right now we're just focusing on some of the off-field stuff. I mean, you know, uh, they're dealing with some, you know, uncharted waters. They're, no one's been on the field yet. You know, uh, that's what I've been uh, writing about. And now that only the uh, injured players are allowed in the, in the facility, it's kind of putting – it's um, going to be difficult, especially for these lower – you know, draft picks or undrafted free agents to make the roster this year. And that's what I'm focusing on right now, because when you're looking at, you know, the big picture of these guys, I mean, you can do virtual meetings until they come out your ears, but you don't really learn it, learn it until you get out on the field and you, you know, you make some mistakes and then you, you find your feet and, you know, you do all that. It's going to be tough this year, not only for the Patriots guys, but for, you know, guys across the league, those, uh, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders who, you know, have an uphill battle making the roster anyway. And mm-hmm. uh, and those in the undrafted guys, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, just, I always like to say studying is fundamental, but practice makes perfect. And I think a lot of the practicality that we usually see at times like this, whether it be rookie camps or whether it be OTAs or mini camps, that is going to be severely missed this year. And when you talk about incumbent players trying to make the roster, it does give them a leg up on the competition because they've been there before. They know what the expectations are. A lot of the younger guys and a lot of the new acquisitions aren't going to have that type of learning curve that they usually have. So it could make some interesting positional battles this year. And again, my friend, we always love to break those down and we would love to have you back on soon to talk about some of those uh, positional battles in terms of roster spots and how these guys are going to fit into the 2020 Patriots. Steve, Again, my true pleasure is always being able to share the microphone with great guys like you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Stay safe, stay well, and we look forward to having you back here on Locked On Patriots really soon. Thanks again, my friend. All right. Thanks, Mike. And so, Patriots fans, we conclude our swan song to special teams here on this third and equal phase Tuesday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. And even though we're already two days through the work week, we continue to make our best attempt to find the energy to complete daily tasks. And again, folks, it's just not that easy. But neither is finding that healthy, low-calorie treat that is just as delicious and gives you the energy that you need. Well, folks, good news, because your search for a protein bar that gives you everything you need and everything you want is over. Built Bar is that tasty treat that you've been looking for. So don't delay. Make it your go-to protein bar today. I continue to indulge in the banana nut bread, my personal favorite. And again, folks, I have said before, it tastes just like a slice from the kitchen. 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're available in 16 amazing flavors like peanut butter brownie and salted caramel chocolate, just to name a couple. But here's the best part. Built Bar is not only low calorie and low sugar, but it is also high protein and high fiber. And it's delicious. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good for you and taste that good? 
Well, folks, all I can tell you is Built Bar is just that good. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box. That's BuiltBar.com. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. You too can eat healthy while indulging in a delicious treat. So again, don't delay. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar today. And as for tomorrow, I will be back to continue to bring you the latest news notes and analysis from Foxborough. So please ensure that you don't miss an episode of Locked On Patriots by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, following us on Spotify, and don't forget, you can always listen to Locked On Patriots right on your own smart device. How do you do so? Very simple. Just ask it to play the latest episode of Locked On Patriots. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, now tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL. Once again, I'm Mike DeBate. I thank Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance today. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world, and have a great day, everyone.